If you are a business owner or entrepreneur, how can you get the most out of and or capitalize on events? Find out on today's episode of the Knowledge Boner Experience. What up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Knowledge Boner Experience. As always, I'm my co-host, uh, Wally and Funk here, and we have a, a pretty cool topic today. Um, in the previous episode, you all know that Wally and Funk um, have gotten at events pretty heavily. They host their own events uh, the first Thursday of every month, which I'm pretty excited for. We have it coming up this Thursday. Hopefully, I can make it because kids are out of summer. Uh, so I really want to go to that because it's a lot of fun. But not only do they host events, but you know, they practice what they preach. They also go to events and just got back from California. You guys went to a really, really with, with an OG. I'll let you guys kind of explain like who hosted the event and why you guys went there. So once you give the audience clarity on it before we kind of give them the gold nuggets from the event. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so I, I'll start first. And then if I leave anything out, you're you definitely hop in fun uh, to help out. Um, but cool. So, so the guys, uh, the guy's name is Joel Bauer. He's, he, he markets himself as the mentor's mentor. And so what, what that means is that a lot of the people who are big online mentors to plenty of people like these huge brands online, he's actually trained them. Um, so for example, Russell Brunson, you know, Joel Bauer's actually trained Russell Brunson and his processes and everybody, you know, who does internet marketing now knows Russell Brunson with ClickFunnels and stuff. Um, Russell Brunson actually credits Joel's processes to helping him do like hundreds of millions of dollars, which is awesome. Uh, he's also trained the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, Jordan Belford in speaking, which I think is phenomenal. Um, even Tony Robbins. So uh, he shows pictures of young Tony Robbins whenever he was training him then. Um, oh, it's shaking. Okay, cool. Um, so, so just a lot of, uh, a lot of these, these speakers and trainers and, and a lot of these people that you know online, even Les Brown, right? Um, he's trained a lot of these speakers in you know, converting and selling from stage and converting and selling from events, if that makes sense. So um, just really, really talented guy. I've been doing this for, yeesh, I think like 40 years now or like 35 plus years. Um, just an OG of OG for sure. Uh, did I leave anything out, Fung? Did you, did you want to I know. I know, um, I know Ping June gives a lot of credit to, um, I think you said he leverages him as well, but I think what's crazy is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Ping June say that um, when Joel Bauer taught Russell Brunson the webinar, like, cause you know, Russell Brunson is known for the perfect webinar, but it was like only like 80% or 20% or something crazy. Like there's a lot that wasn't like taught to him yet. And that was just like yeah. kind of like his version, but Joel like has like the full version. And then so Ping June was like, okay, well, fuck it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to my mentor's mentor and I'm going to go learn like the rest of it and go out and capitalize. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's accurate, but that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So Ping June didn't say that Joel said that. Okay. Gotcha. So I came from Joel. Yeah. Even Joel, even like, yeah, he's the mentor's mentor, right? Like everyone equates uh, their current, their if they've been speaking on stage in any fashion or form, um, they would have eventually gotten coached by Joel by a proxy because he's actually trained the other speakers to teach speakers how to speak. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So with you two, obviously, because uh, I think, is, is this your first Joel Bauer event or second? So this, this is my, my, this is my third, uh, yeah, my third event. Third. Okay. So what for you two specifically, right? I've, there's, there's obviously a lot of people out there who are hosting events and, and teaching things. What stood out to you two the most to make you be like hooked into Joel? I would love Fung to go first on this and actually, cause I've been, I've been a few times. I'm, I'm curious to hear his perspective first. 
Um, yeah, so for me, uh, you know, Wally introduced me to Joel. Wally went to a Master of Platforms by Ping Jun, actually, in 2018 and attended that um, attended that with, with Ping Jun because he was a huge Ping Jun fan. He showed up for Ping Jun and stayed for Joel, right? And then- Because Ping Jun's Asian too? Is there a little bias going on there? Right. Um, <laughs> we got to think about it too, right? There's not many Asian marketers out there too that's actually worth it. I mean, I, I'll say it. There are not many Asian marketers out there that is worth a damn that's actually putting their money where their mouth is, right? You know, like say, say what it is what you see, but I don't see any Asian dude out there marketing as hard as Ping Jun and people getting the actual results. You know, it's a lot of the time some of these gurus are in there just to, to make money quick, right? But um, anyway, that, that's total side tangent itself. But Wally went to go to a Master of Platforms event and um, Ping Jun, you know, Wally had been following Ping Jun for a little while and then he stayed for Joel Bauer, right? And then Wally was like, hey, this is an amazing event. He actually, you know, taught Ping Jun this. He also taught Tony Robbins. He also taught R Russell Brunson's on certain things. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'll just go. And uh, we'll go the next year, essentially, because Ping Jun hosted another event. And Wally's like, I got to go see him again. You got to come see him. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we'll, we'll see what it's about, right? I wasn't sure and uh, didn't know what to expect. And to, to kind of give everybody context itself too, right? Like, I wasn't a... I'm not a big, I wasn't a big mentor type person either, right? Like I love going to events and stuff like that to learn because I wasn't sure, you know, how some of this process works, but I learned by being in that environment and just being exposed to those things it didn't necessarily was like looking to be coached by anybody uh, because I was like, oh, I'll figure it out, no problem. So going to the event, um, he is, he is the first person that I actually wanted to be coached by. Kevin being the second person, Kevin Hutto being the second person I wanted to be coached by because uh, after seeing Joel's event, I was like, holy crap, like, like the experience that he has uh, in general, just in life and the way he speaks, like really resonated with me. And so how he like approaches just life in general was like, oh, okay, I I, I resonate with this guy. I really like this uh, this type of feel, what he's trying to do and what the message he's trying to give. And not only that, he even said it in the Master of Platforms event that he didn't have to be there, right? That, and I think, that's, I think that's probably the biggest part for me of like, he was like, I don't have to do this because, well, at the time he was 58 or, you know, in his late 50s, he's like, now he's 61. He was like, oh, you know, I do this because I want my students to be successful. Like you can either choose me or choose Ping June. Like it doesn't matter, right? Like I'm just to add something right there too, bro. It's and by the way, this is a free event, right? Yeah. This is this is a hundred percent free. Okay. Just, oh, you didn't pay for it. Okay. No, no, not a paid event. No, yeah, this is a this is a one hundred percent free event, right? Like we paid to for tickets to airplane get there, a hotel and lunch and food to get there and time. Yep. Two day, ten hour immersive event for free that he put on. So the fact that he didn't want, that he doesn't care, he's like, I do this because I want people, kind of like Alex Ramosi, right? Puts out free information because mm -hmm. there's a lot of broke people out there. Joel's like, I'm gonna do this event and actually show you how to do it in person and properly. Uh, this may be the last time I do it because he doesn't have to. He just right. doesn't have to. <laughs> So gotcha. yeah. There's, I, was there at least an upsell at the end of the event, like most events? Does it be for him to capitalize on for it being free? Obviously, you, and okay. the way he positions it too is 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 pretty interesting too. Because the, so the benefit of coming to live events, what a lot of people don't think about, 
is that when you buy something online, you're you're actually paying retail price. Like you're going to be paying that full dollar ticket online every single time. But you you're incentivized to come in and learn how the process works, see it done in person, and then you get you know you offer a huge discount in, in the in person event. That's the biggest part of events too that a lot of people don't think about. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah. So what what was the uh, for for being the third one? What was kind of like the hook? for this one that made you guys be like, okay, I know it's free. I want to go and travel. Um, cause obviously oh. they have different topics, right? So what was that thing for you? Um, and why, why was that so important for you where you guys are at with your events and your business right now? That was like, okay, we, we have to go to this thing. Yeah. I'll totally want to hop in here for a second. Um, so, so, so just to give context for sure, like, so this being my third math. So the first two events were called master of platform. So both of them hosted by ping June, both of them hosted by Ping Jun and Joel, Joel Bauer, right? So it was a double hosted event. Um, this one was a specifically a Joel only event, right? Which I thought was really interesting. And I hadn't been in a Joel only event before. And I was like, well, he totally crushed it in the master of platforms the two times that I went and I learned a lot. So like, what if, what, what would it be like if it was a two day event with just Joel? So um, no guest speakers, no guest speakers. No yeah. guest speakers. Just that's, that's badass. That's unique. Cause it's kind of like, Hey, I've been this expert for so long and, you know, the people have me come to events and, and I show up, but like you get just me. That's interesting. Yeah. What was interesting about it too, is that, uh, since I, cause the last time I saw Joel was in 2019 at the second master of platforms event. That was the first time I've ever saw him. Right. And I wasn't mm -hmm. sure if he would ever run an event or anything like that, but I've been following him on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. And the next thing, you know, literally, I think like two, two and a half weeks beforehand, I get an email. And he's like, uh, his, his, his webinar or like his online free training that he did was called butts and seats at events. And I was like, oh shit, like I got an, we got an event coming up. Like, let me, let me attend this training and stuff like that and see what's going on. And then at the end of that training of doing it online, he said, I'm doing a, a live in-person event. And I sent wallet, I literally sent wallet an email. I was like, Joel's doing an in-person event. We have got to freaking go. I was like, let's at least think about going. And while he's like, I just bought tickets. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's funny. Cause like, so, so for, for this particular event too, another reason that I was attracted was cause, um, <clears throat> so it's the, the event was called passion to profit, which the, the title by itself was not, was okay to me. But, um, what was interesting is that this particular event is the event that, that made him who he is today. If that makes sense. He's been doing this event for 20 years. He hadn't done this specific event in 10 years. In seven, seven years. Uh, yeah. Or, or yeah, so seven years. I'm sorry. So, so this is the first time he's done the, the event that made him who he is in seven years. So I was like, I gotta go. Like, I gotta see. I gotta see what it is about. Butts and seats. That's some really good copy. What do people? But, what do people? Butts and seats. <laughs> yeah, thirty nine years worth of experience of selling and marketing and stuff like that. Like, he is a master copywriter. For sure. Cool. So, um, let's, let's, so, so walk us through, obviously, I, I think what's, what's cool about the psychology of it is just for everyone here, uh, knows. So I guess Joel Bauer hosted the event himself and I don't know if they knew this before going to the event or they found out when they showed up, but they even have you signed an agreement saying that, Hey, everything, all the badass stuff I'm going to teach you today for free, you can't share to the public. Right. It's like uh, inclusive, right. Which just, you know, some crazy psychology to that right now, how, how, intricate of a legal thing that is like who, who cares like the, the psychology behind it's what's pretty powerful so i don't know if you guys knew about that before going to the event or when you showed up but um so that, that that's pretty unique but for those that are listening right so what was the walk us through what, what was your game plan at the event 
And for those that, that do want to go and travel and go to events, how can they get the most out of it and capitalize on it? And then let's, then we'll go into kind of like where you see a lot of people screw up that do go to big events like this. So what was y'all's, what was y'all's game plan going to the event? Right. So Fung, I know you're really big on networking. So I know y'all wanted to hear from, from learning from Joel, you know, was it, what, what was kind of going through your mind? Was it just capitalize on Joel or am I here? I'm going to shake hands and network at the same thing and get people to go to my event or what was the kind of the game plan going into it? So I, I'll go ahead and just chime in. Mine, mine will be pretty quick, right? Since, because um, you're right. Typically I'll go to events because I want to talk to people. I want to network and stuff like that. Um, in fact, I did zero networking. I specifically came to this event to learn because um, I've, been, I've been to plenty of events where I see speakers they, and they only give you like one particular type of strategy that may help you. And then you have to buy their course and then do more research and stuff like that. I already knew coming in because um, from the first one, we went to master platforms, there was no photography or videography there. So I already knew coming in that there was no photography or videography there. And that meant that to me was the indicators like I need to be here to learn because if that is even it is a psychology tactic like I need to sit and learn from these events because I, it's been a while since I learned something from an event and then um, I, I have pages and pages of notes right like I for me to say I did zero networking is like I didn't even networking wasn't even on my brain. Mm, was there a mic guy like an MC? Nope. Interesting. Just cool. That's pretty badass. What about you, Wally? What was your game plan? Yeah. So actually it's, it's kind of similar. Actually, I said this to him before, before we left and I was like, really? Um, I, I attend plenty of networking events and I talked to plenty of people already. I'm not necessarily interested in spreading my network as I'm literally here to absorb information and, and like learn, right. Um, like how is he running the event? Like learning from the environment, like what's the room look like? What's the psychology? What are people's faces? Like what's the reactions, you know, looking at all of the dynamics of the presentation and looking at the event itself, that's what I really attended for. In First fact, I, yeah. I, I got irritated. That's there was some guy that was trying um, to network and wanted to talk to me. Uh, like, and, and, and normally I'm, I'm all for it. You know, you know me very well. Like, but mm -hmm. I was just, I was like in the opposite mode of wanting to talk. I, I actually, somebody tried to talk to me after the first few minutes, we ended up removing ourselves from that area, <laughs> moving to another area <laughs> yeah. so that we would not be interrupted by somebody talking to us. So that way I could continue to pay attention and watch. Like the perfect student that like high school teachers and middle school teachers wish, you know, when someone's, if you're in, if you're just in normal school, right. Yeah, and they're yeah. just talking, you're like, all right, talking, you get in trouble, but now you're like, okay, I'm going to go and move myself. So these people don't fucking distract me. Cause I came, I flew my ass all the way over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we came from Florida to California. I flew five plus hours to get here, like on my own dime. I paid for the hotel, you know, we're paying for the food to get there. Like I'm here to get, you know what I mean? I'm here to get my, what I, what I came for. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I think it's important too, for those who are watching, right? I mean, if you're going to go to an event, uh, depending on like what the goal of it is, is determine, you know, if you're there to actually like absorb and get, get something out of it and learn, then just make the hundred percent commitment to do that. But if you're there to, you know, just get some gold nuggets here and there and actually like shake hands and network, right. And build connections with certain people. Like maybe, you know, certain people are going to be there. Um, that's a, that's a pretty interesting game plan and, and sticking to it for sure. Right. So, okay. So you show up, you guys are a hundred percent focused. Did you guys get to actually like meet them like, and, and talk to them? Did you oh, like man. go into the crowd? We, we, I have a rule. I have a rule with influence. Like, and, and I honestly like, I, and, and maybe this is just me being crazy, but like in, in an event setting like this, where it's like, we, I'm attending their event or anything. I will never walk up to the influencer or the person 
that's running it or anything like that and like start fanboying and just you know what i mean i'll never do that um, not fanboying but i mean like getting the most like because like i feel like yeah. I, and i saw this too you know obviously we've been to a lot of jason capital events right and then and then people will get their shot at going up there and they do exactly just that right but like in my mind it's like i flew all the fucking way over here like i'm gonna ask a very specific question right like something like not not there to not there to hype them up not to make them fucking feel good but it's like i want to get if i have a shot to get like this one gold nugget right mm -hmm. so you know if you guys did have that okay let's say you did talk to them right what would be the and you had like i don't know minimum of five minutes right what would be well, the one thing you guys know that you would ask well that's the interesting part right is that the entire presentation he would have answered your question nice so it was just that good you so y'all y'all just like y'all like fuck i don't even have anything I mean, I think specific for my own stuff that I would ask him. Yeah, I mean, literally the way I felt about it was that like I, there was just so much value poured on my face that like yeah. I would, I had to go implement before before I ask another question. It'd be dumb because it's like he literally just laid it out like 20 hours, two days had been like explaining this. Like if you had questions still, then and, and you're not in a point where you just absorbed enough information where you just want to go and implement, then like you weren't paying attention, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know the fact that you and it is the old school of learning, old old school learning stuff, right? Like he he provided pens and notebooks and told people it's like several times, like if you're not taking notes, then I'm not really sure what stage you are in your business, right? Because he'll say it right, he'll say it, write it down, write that down, write that down, right? Mm -hmm. And you're having to, and he talked about in the event too, like how you should take notes. So this is like. There were so many precursors of him like hey you should probably take notes there's no videography or photography like i'm also not going to give you the slides there's also going to be training after this so treat this like you would a very like you paid for the class he said even he even said it. he's like treat it like you just paid thirty thousand dollars to be here so essentially too so i watched a uh, a video uh training you know like hermosi's been doing a lot of uh stage speaking and you know his whole caveat now is if i go and speak on stage like i'm gonna take my entire recorded presentation and i'm gonna give it as value as youtube and he kind of said something that threw me for a fucking loop and it you know people were there they had their phones out and they were taking photos of the slides and uh, we're like taking notes and he like literally said he's like all right guys just put your phones down he's like look if you have to take photo of the slides you have to take notes you're not understanding the concepts. And if you guys just listen and understand the concepts, he's like, you won't need the slides in the notes, which kind of threw me for a loop because I was just like, oh my fuck, man. But everyone says like, go back, you know, take notes and review. So it's just, it's interesting kind of seeing like the different stuff. I guess if it's, if it's more high level abstract, like concepts that you just want you to like understand from a, a macro level, then uh, like absorb it. But I guess if it's going to be super detailed, because obviously you guys are getting there for fucking 20 hours of, of content then in that case, it's a little bit different, right? Because there's probably like very specific tactics. Well, um, to, to that point real quick. So Joel said this one thing and, and that really like has sat with me for a while. And it's that you learn at the speed of consumption. Yeah. Right. So it's like, however you consume, however long it takes you to do it. Like that's what I, so he was harping on, you should take notes because how you consume con content right now you're only going to remember like 2% of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cause you got to regurgitate it, read it back to yourself and, and review. Um, so like, obviously y'all can't share like taxes and stuff, but what was, was there anything that was done or said that just literally like mind fucked you? You know, like sometimes you're just there and you're just like, you're like, you're just like stuck. You're just like, you know what I mean? Mesmerized. You're like, fuck, well, that was deep. Like I never thought about it that way. Was there anything that kind of comes to your mind where you're just like, holy shit. 
Yes. Um, so, I mean, okay. obviously I can't, I'm not going to say explicitly what, what happened in the event per se, because I can't do that. But what I will say is um, there's been, there were so many times in the presentation where, where I got so like absorbed into the story, like listening to what he was saying that my hand would stop working. Like I would stop taking notes, if that makes sense. Yeah. The story was so good, Dylan. And I'm, I'm a copywriter. I can like listen to stories and like, like, like try to separate myself, but that's how good it was. Like the presentations and stories were so good sometimes that I would forget I was even like learning and I was just listening to the story and he'd be like, Hey, by the way, you should have wrote that down. I'm like, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) What's hard. That's a hard thing to write down is when you're getting absorbed in a story and like, I mean, you can't write the entire story verbatim. Right. So the, the, those things are definitely difficult and comes taking notes, but yeah, he's definitely a really good storyteller. That's one thing I tell my team all the time. Like guys, even like in sales, like just, I'm, I'm like, what am I doing? My calls, just tell stories and be really, really good at storytelling. Really, really good to where if you can see their, their facial expressions and they're like leaning in and they're like engaged to it and they're like hooked, that's always like a really, really good story for sure. Um, but I, I think that's a really good knowledge boner moment here for everyone that's listening to is, is it? Cause I think a lot of people don't pay attention to that from a macro level is what Wally's saying is he's not necessarily what they're saying, but, but watch like what they do. Right. It's not really about what they do, what they're saying. It's about what are they doing? Right. How is he hosting the event? Right. What's going on in the background of the audience? Like what's, you know, what is he doing? Why is he doing what, what he is doing? What is there, is there a specific reason why he's presenting this way to captivate the audience? Right. So while he's trying to absorb from a bird's eye view, trying to like not get sucked into the view of what they want to happen and be able to like see the outside view. Right. Which is hard, but because Joel's such a good storyteller, right. Sometimes you get like sucked in and then you forget like, Oh damn it. It worked. He got me. <laughs> yeah, I know, It happened so many, like multiple times, you know what I mean? Like, like, and so that, that's how, you know, you're learning from somebody that's really, that's really a master at what they, what they're doing is yeah. that, you, you know, you're, you're literally listening to them trying to piece it out and they still captivate you. And they still, you know, it still happens to you no matter what. It's yeah. So did y'all, from, from what you guys have seen, like just, just from observing him, did, did y'all learn, see anything that he did that y'all feel like y'all can go and take to your events now that y'all like want to like test out or implement? Oh yeah. One thousand percent. thousand percent. Yeah. Nice. Kind of like hooking, captivating the audience and, and all that. That's, that's pretty cool. And yeah, so the, like, the cadence, go ahead. I think the cadence, the structure of the event is like obviously something we learned and then also like the setup, right? Cause that he did, he literally even showed us how he set up the event you know, what tech setup he used, like how, like how he was operating, like how to set up the screens, how to take it down, like what laptop he's using. Like the, it was just and, very inclusive. Yeah. And he did it by himself. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he had no help. That's, that's badass. That's cool because especially with his age, like he's just, he's, he's, de- he's already deterring beliefs that people are going to have of I can't fucking do tech. I need a person to help me like blah, blah, blah. So he's literally eliminating any fucking excuse yep. that people could possibly have, you know, as an old man. So look, I'm a fucking old man. I'm doing this shit myself. If I could fucking do it, you can do it. 100%. I love that. Yeah. hundred percent. Even if he's not intentionally, even if he's not saying it, that's what's going through the audience's yep. mind. That's what's powerful yep. about that. So, but okay. So it, like in y'all's case, right. With like tech and stuff, you know, obviously you guys do a lot of your events at um, like local like places. I know you guys are about to migrate into, you know, your new area. Is that, is that, hap- is that change happening now? Like, is this next event going to be at y'all's new location or is it going to be still at uh, Driftwood? Still going to be at Driftwood. Uh, okay. We're just, <laughs> so, so this coming month, right, is not going to be the month where we implement. So this coming up Thursday, yeah. um, we're going to spend the next 30 days 
really hammering out to provide our July event, like the thing that we will always constantly roll out, right? Like, yeah. so we're going to take everything that we, because it's just too, too short of a time right now. There's no way that we can get from, from now till Thursday, there's no way we can create all the things that we need to get to provide the best experience. So we're like, okay, let's do it July. <laughs> So, yeah. And, and honestly, like, it, it's really cool because it's like, you know, for us, I, I, I view myself as a relatively like proactive marketer, like, pro, like proactive on execution and just thinking about like, think about things ahead of time, think about how to make things better or whatever. And it's really interesting to just see how far away it could be from the best it could be, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it is so it was so far away, you know, so I think that maybe not this week is going to be relatively the same, but like going forward into like Q3 and beyond, I think it will be much, much different. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten frameworks that'll always like allow us to like grow the event in such a way that we, it's just going to be awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm going to give you all I got Dylan. That's what I can say. I'm going to so are y'all Are y'all about to like invest into like a projector to hook up to your laptop and shit? Like you're going like that far to have like an actual projector. I don't know. Laptop. You have to wait till July. You have to wait till July. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to make me wait for the surprise too. Yeah, Come on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> He's like, you're going to be wowed and uh, hooked into the story. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Cool. So what, what were the, so what did you guys notice to, for those that are, are tuning in, you know, they go to events, they want to get the most out of them, right? What are, what are kind of the biggest mistakes you guys see a lot when you guys are going to these events uh, that you guys just realize like, okay, that was a missed opportunity. You guys fucked up, obviously not taking notes, probably like chit chatting, but was there anything else that kind of stood out to you? Uh, yeah, actually. And so, you know, since it's a 10 hour event, also there's, there's breaks, right? Um, a lot of the time when people come to events and stuff like that, they look forward to breaks almost like you would in school. You like look forward to lunch, stuff like that. Oh, I can go network in the lunch area and things like that too. Um, Joel was so methodical with his event that he also had trainings during the break that was dropping gold nuggets. So you were incentivized to learn how to, the whole thing was, is like people get too comfortable, like looking for food or wanting to go chit chat and stuff like that. And I was like, no, you're at the event to learn so you should have brought snacks and like you, like if you're going to go get lunch like looks like you're fasting today like you better like learn how to like water <laughs> you know so wow. it's like yeah so this is like the, the the difference of that that piece was that uh, the mistake that i saw some people were making was like was looking forward to the break and lunches uh so they can go network and it's like you know like you can wait till after the event to get people's information like they're there for the same thing. So you can wait till the end of it. You know what I mean? Uh, folks like, so we, we had to go like nonstop and, and I lost like 10 pounds. Cause I didn't, I didn't prepare and bring anything. Dude, we, we ate so <laughs> many, like we were literally go to the gift shop and just buy like those, like, uh, freaking like, um, planters nuts and stuff like that. <laughs> like, we're literally eating peanuts for the thing. We're like, we're like getting no nutritional value the whole day, like whole weekend. <laughs> y'all meet any interesting people, like even at the hotel that you guys were staying at from other people, like attending the event, y'all to make any friends at all or meet some badass people. Um, so I, I did talk to a couple of people while I was there. I mean, uh, I, so, so I, I was curious if people my age or our age were going to even be there to be honest. Cause just cause he has such an older demographic mm-hmm. and I actually, I'll, I'll sign it to Fung before we left. I was like, dude, it's like, I bet that there's not going to be anybody that's in their 20s or even early 30s here. Surely enough, we ran into two people who are our age, you know, similar age, and and they just found out about Joel. So he does have a pretty wide range of of people overall. Um, To be honest, I, 
you know, as much as I want to network, like the, the reason that I was there was not to network. So I don't know if I'll be able to continue those relationships and keep up with them like I, like, like I should. Um, like, you know, selfishly, I was there to learn and, you know, go to the next level, so to speak, and, and, and kind of the things that I'm doing. So that's kind of was like my, my main focus for sure. Um, if I, you know, I'm, I, I have friends and I have a community of people that I can go to. So I'm not necessarily like in a lack for that. There are people in that community I, I'm, that I'm sure um, probably feel the opposite, right? Where they wanted to be among people who, who are like-minded and they need a community of entrepreneurs around them and they probably need that circle. Whereas like, you know, you know, Dylan, you know, us, we've been, you know, we're doing this for a few years now. So our circle has definitely changed and we have a lot of people around us already that kind of provide that community. So I really was just there for the training. Like, for sure. I, I think it, yeah, I think it depends on like what, what stage, one, what stage of business you're in and then what level you're trying to reach in. Uh, I actually answered this question on Quora recently, uh, someone asked, I got asked in, in one of these polls as far as like, you know, should leaders, should he was like, should I attend a leadership training even if I'm not gonna be a leader? And I was just like, well, if you ever plan on trying to become a leader one day, then yes, attend the event with an open mind to see how things work because you don't have an example of what's good or bad, right? So I think if you're starting out and going events, things like that, you don't have anything to go off of. so go to the event and take notes, talk to people about their experience at the event versus of like, oh, what do you do for business? What are you doing? Like talk about what's happening there. And that's important because then, you, then you're really immersing yourself in that environment. Um, so does he give an opinion on in-person events versus live? And the reason why I ask is because you know, for those that either want to like host events you know, as business owners, you kind of, there, there's this like whole like opposite of polarity, right? A lot of people say, um, well, cool, you can get more intimate and you can host events, right? And have people come like locally, but like you're, you're kind of, whoever shows up, you're kind of capped. You have more intimate versus, okay, well, if I use all my revenue producing activity, putting together an event, hosting it, having them come in person, that same time, energy, and effort could have been more of a live virtual event where I could have reached the masses and had tons of them. And so I, I could probably profit more doing it, you know, live and virtually compared to, but going through all the time, energy, and effort just to have a, a, a cohesion, right? So, uh, you know, did he give his opinion on this versus this? And if not, what 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 is y'all's opinion on it? So, so he did give an opinion. And so basically uh, online is great, but you'll never replace face-to-face. Uh, so, so in-person events are always going to be, it should be, and always be a component of your marketing, but uh -huh. be, and just think about it, right? Like, let's say you're all online hundred percent, right. They never see your face. It's always zoom or anything like that. They never get to get that analog experience of seeing you in action, like seeing you actually be good at your thing, you know, and just kind of performing in front of people like that, that yes. whole experience. Right. So, so they, it's like, it's almost like the demonstration of your ability isn't real to them until they see the live, if that makes sense. So do you think it would have taken away from that intimacy if, you know, let's say he's like, hey, even if it was pay tickets or even free, it doesn't really matter. But those that that showed up, what if he did double, right? Those that showed up, you're there in person, but at the same time, he's also recording and live streaming it. So you have the camera set up because you see this a lot with a lot of people, right? You know, Dean Graciosi does this. A lot of other people do. They have the, they, they do it live. And in the background, you have like the Zoom screens and everyone's still able to attend that couldn't make it in person. Do you feel like that's still a good way to do both? Or do you think it just kind of really takes away from the effect of what you're trying to have? 
I think it depends on like your business, honestly, right? So um, it depends on like what you're trying to accomplish. And so it always comes, I think it always boils down to that, in my opinion, because so how he, he prefaced the, it's not like, cause it, it, it was recorded. It was a recorded event, but how he prefaced it was that I'm recording this for legal purposes, right? This is not gonna be shared to the world. This is not gonna be something like this. It's only to protect himself. Right. A weird frame. I never heard that. That's interesting. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like we're from the last event that I attend with them. And I know from this one, I'll never see that video. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, think I know you guys missed a replay too, for once you're like, damn it. He was yeah. Here. Yeah. No I, fucking think, replay. <laughs> I think it's important. So it's like for, for your, for the business side of it, I think that like, it, honestly, it was a great idea for him to not give the recording out and not to do the live stream in the room because, you know, for him as a speaker, you know, it makes sense. Cause he's like, most of his sales come from people being in the room, right? He's stage selling. So he yeah. needs people in the room. So by incentivizing people to be in the room, by not giving out the recordings, that gives that scarcity factor. Make sure it's they show like, up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm going to show up to the next one because I missed out, you know? Yeah. Compared to, well, if I can't make it, whatever, I know it's going to be recorded. Yeah, exactly. I'll just cast your live stream. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Well, cause like, I, I mean, I know Joel Bauer in his past stuff, like, you know, he's, he's definitely a high ticket guy, right? People pay him premium price for like a lot of the stuff that he does. So do you feel like that would have an effect? Like, do you think in person is, is definitely the way to go? If it's someone trying to sell a high ticket premium and then if it's not high ticket, do you definitely see like, okay, it's gonna be low ticket. Who cares? Just reach the masses and go, go virtual. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I think a high ticket, the higher ticket you go, I think it's great to do it in person like that. And I think the lower ticket, it's easier to scale online, right? It's they don't necessarily need as much KLT or whatever. But and when I say high ticket, I would I would say above the price point of five K. I know that you can get below that, like mm-hmm. relatively easy with online marketing and, and and that kind of stuff. And obviously you you would even sell at a higher ticket right now with just online, you know, you're getting that as well above five K. Um I think that it depends on like what your goal is, so to speak, right? Um, meaning that like, you know, if, if, if your goal as your business is to, is to just get as many customers as possible, um, then, then maybe, maybe your model is go more wide on the internet, right? I think that what, what I like about Joel's program, or at least in terms of how he positions himself, is that he cares a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he works with these people and the people that he works with, he actually takes a deep involvement in their business, gets to know them very well. And it is like almost more intimate that way. And I, and I like that framing, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And, and I don't think he has, I've yet to ever hear from anyone, any type of negative PR on him. Right. You know how, like you always hear about some people, they're like, oh, well, I've had a bad experience and you know, like I had to get a refund and blah, blah, blah. Or I got burned a scam. I, I've never heard any negative PR and feedback from the guy ever, like not a single time, which is like pretty incredible in terms of building up that. You know, that's, that's, that's fucking hard to do when you're, especially when you're taking for 30 plus years. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a long time. So you can definitely tell that he's genuine when he says that, uh, that he cares, right. Not just like yeah. trying to go reach the masses and it's just like, cool. And, uh, and I know from past experiences of hearing other events you guys had, he has like amazing, like guarantees and stuff too. He's just like, Hey, if you don't fucking, you don't see value in it, whatever, here you go. Here's your money back. I don't need it. So like, that's a really cool, cool frame, um, for somebody to have at, at that level for sure. Um, so walk us through kind of the game plan too. Cause a lot of, I, th- I think a lot of mistakes that people make is you go, you guys traveled, it was free. 
Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know if you guys invested into like any types of upsells or stuff. I, I, I don't care. It's not the audience's business, but if, when you come back, right, this is like the hard part, right? You guys have your notes and I know a lot of people, this is where they fuck up. They go there, they get the value. They're excited, right? You're on cloud nine, right? Cause you have this like whole motivation of like, I'm gonna go do shit. And you know, it doesn't, it takes within a 72 hour window where it just, you know, you're, you don't have them. You don't have the mojo anymore of the excitement. Right. And a lot of people will fall back into their normal devices and routines. And so like, I know for me, every time we have gone to events, I've always had to kind of like look at my notes, especially if there's multiple guest speakers, I have to go and look at it and say, okay, what's the one fucking thing out of everything I just learned that I can literally go and focus on and implement like right away to try to get my value. So if I was in y'all's shoes, the only thing going through my mind is I pay this much for the ticket. I buy, pay this much for food. I pay this much for the hotel. If I can just break even or even profit from the amount of money I spent, even going to this event, like I'm fucking on cloud nine, right? We're good. Everything else after that's hundred percent profit, right? Break even baby. Um, so what's kind of, you know, walk them through like kind of mistakes that you guys see people make. And then what's y'all's game plan of you have all these notes, how are you guys going to keep yourselves accountable and what tactics are you using to execute on it so that you don't, you don't fuck it up. That's actually funny because, um, so I'll just go, I'll go first a little bit, just my experience on note-taking and attending events. Um, so when I would first go to events and things like that, I have a, I'm not like the best note-taker at times. And so there's plenty of like notes and pages where I have like one or two words. That's funny you say that because just so everybody knows, I'm actually jealous of his note-taking. Like I'm a horrible note taker. So the fact that he's saying I'm actually not a good note taker, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like I see his notes, how like organized it is, like how he uses the dots on the thing. He puts like the pictures and I'm like, God damn, like Fung's like very creative and shit. Like his note, my shit's like, you can't even fucking read it. Right. I'm horrible note taking. This guy's like, I'm not a good note taker. So that really kind of puts me fucking down, but continue. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I wasn't always like that. Right. Was cause, um, when I was first doing this whole entrepreneur thing, and then, you know, when, when we attended the Tampa Bay startup event here back in 2018, and um, I was, I would sit, I would look through some of those notes, and I only had like one word or a phrase here, and it didn't direct me anywhere or point me anything. So I would have to be sit there and like rack my brain on like, why did I write just one word? Like I thought I was going to remember what this word was going to trigger me to do. Yeah. Right. And so that was um, in the first couple of years of like learning and like doing course taking and going to events. Like that was a big challenge for me to overcome because I just, I was like, Oh fuck. Like I love listening to events and stuff like that. But then when I, when I forget, and if I don't write the notes in my own perspective and like how I saw it, then I obviously I'm not going to remember what happened right and so there was this dance that I did for a while that I just didn't do great note taking you know um and so like how to implement that was that I would be a little bit more methodical of like when I listen to the conversation I would write out like context now right and like, like now you see me do bullet points and like graphs and like different types of pictures and things like that but it wasn't always like that like um I think the mistake that a lot of people go into going to events is that when they take notes, they're not organized enough, right? They don't organize their thought processes like, and break it down. So before, funny enough, before we went to this event, we got introduced to a, an online tool that's free, by the way, and it's called Obsidian. And it's a developer's tool um, that it's like the craziest like uh, note-taking program and software that were out there. And then 
when we were at, we get to the event where I was like, oh my God, I'm about to be like crazy organized because that allowed me to section out the things that I'm building out, right? Because typically when you go to your notebook, it's all jumbled together. There's, there's pictures everywhere. There's notes everywhere. Like you got, you got chicken scratch everywhere and those types of things. And then like the, after the event, you want to itemize those out and organize it in such a way that you're able to see everything laid out. And that was the thing that, you know, Wally and I did literally every, every day after we're like, I, like, I got to write this down. Otherwise I'm going to fucking forget. Like <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta organize this out a little bit, or I'm not going to get the right value uh, from the event itself. So from my own perspective, I like, I make sure like that I, organize the thoughts out so that and it goes back to like the outcome that you're looking for when you're going to the event like i know what i need to do for my event i know what i need to do for my offer but i don't know the actual technical pieces at end so i go all right cool like if this is the outcome of my event um of what i'm looking for so i like i want to i want to pack out the house at my in-person event and i want to figure out the stories that i tell and then what's the thing that i offer so i go into these events thinking those are the main three things um and then i just take notes around the entire event. But then when I go back through my notes, I make sure that I'm organized on those three points. I was like, okay, this is what I heard and listen. How does it relevant to me to now? So have intention behind your note taking. Like you have to go through it with intention first to have a game plan for, okay. And uh, let's see. So Obsidian, a second brain for you forever. Obsidian is a powerful knowledge base on top of a local folder of plain text markdown files. This video is sponsored by, Obs- no, I'm just kidding. Like sponsor I, it. I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> sponsor I was like, us. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Sponsor us. Give me a, give me a sharing, give me a sharing uh, host real quick. I'll show you what it looks like really fast because. Sure. So did you actually type, did you type all the notes like on your computer using this tool or did you, do you have to handwrite it and then transfer over? Uh, we So no computers were about allowed at this event. So I had to handwrite everything oh, and then transfer over. Interesting. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I allowed share screen. I'm very, really curious about this because. Yeah, so this is Obsidian. So Holy this shit. right here, what? This, is a, this is a mind map of everything that's built together. So mm-hmm. I show you this animation after writing everything out, it actually shows all this stuff on the left-hand side and how they connects. What? Yes, so this is a free tool that was gifted to us by some of our crypto community. They're like, dude, you got to use this. It's like your second brain, right? I was like, holy crap. And then as I've like written out notes and things like that, this is legitimately like my second brain. Like you can see right here on the side, like I got St. Pete networking, marketing stuff. I need this marketing for the business projects, right? My current projects, right? Like proposal stuff, books that I'm trying to write, right? My mind palace, which is like, I do everything. My funny stuff, my philosophy, trainings, right? Like I even have a, um, I have a whiteboard effect in here, right? Like where I, where I drew this out for my Sunday planning stuff, right? Like here's yeah. the whiteboard, right? <laughs> like this this tool is amazing introduced to us. And I was like, oh, I have the perfect opportunity to like organize all my stuff, right? So walk me through the walk me through the uh, the dots, the dot thing. Cause my, my personality type in my brain, like when I see this, I'll be honest with you, like this feels, this right here fills me with overwhelm. Cause I'm just like, it's like, I'm like, oh shit, I have no idea how this right. works or uses. So, you know, sell me, sell me on it. So here he is right here, right? So I, I tell you right here, this is my indoctrination email series that I wrote for St. Pete Networking, the in-person event, right? Now, mm-hmm. everything you see in red are the images that are attached to the, to the, to the, to the, the document. So if I pull up the document, here's everything listed out, right? Here's the entire email series for it. But then 
Doesn't your ClickUp do the same feature or no? It can, but not like this. In ClickUp, you have to pay for those services and software. This is a free tool. Dope. So everything right here is my template. So this is like when I write uh, emails or blog posts or answer questions, or uh, I have a templated system of like doing things. So I can actually show you right here. So let's say if I wanted to do a blog post, this is a template of a blog post that I write. Everything that consists of a blog post, this is my template. So anytime I have a blog idea, I produce this template and it'll it'll show it in this graph right from this template form right here so everything you can see based off of my template everything highlighted in white is a document that i've already written out and consider a template so that's so like what you, my give it, you color coded that yourself or does it automatically have its own like you you color code them yourself and stuff like that too uh so like right now i have some of these things in uh in pink right here yeah that one the pink one has the tag finish later. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So I can come in here and go finish later. So just to give a little context, the uh, Dylan, remember it's based on your tagging system, right? So obviously yeah. it's, it's going to be organized how you want it. And this is just how he has it organized. Yes, for sure. And I can, I can show you an, uh, like a, an easier process in person, stuff like that. But I just wanted to show that tool on like, how how it became so useful all of a sudden that I was going to a live event. I just organized my thoughts out and set intentions on what I was looking for. And I had a place to organize everything. So now I have an executable thing instead of just looking at my notebook and running through pages. So, okay. So you go to the event, you already have your whole crazy mind map thingy out on Obsidian. Okay. And then you just go in and now you're going to what? Put in Joel Bauer event type in your notes and then it's just going to pop up as a blimp and then be connected to everything else. And then, but how do you, like, how, how do you use that function? Is that where the, the hashtags come in? You're just going to use the hashtag. So, you know, like where it comes in and you can just see this pretty big picture of, of everything. And then, but then how do you manage the chaos later? This is where my brain goes. Right. So like when I see that type of shit, like I literally, when people create these things that do all this like cool stuff, like I'm amazed by it, but at the same time, I feel like I well, need like a walkthrough program of like, like, I don't know how to fucking organize it. What, what are the best hashtags and how, what are the best daily uses and how do I, cause I'm not creative. Like I just do not have a creative part of my brain. Actually, I, I want Wally to share his insight on how he organized because it was because of Wally's organization that, that led me on to doing everything from a template. Yeah. He's always organized. Fuck you, Wally. <laughs> organizational brain. So, so <laughs> I'm organized in my own, in my own way. So I think that the, the best way for me is, so I, I use it like a copywriter, right? So mm -hmm. what's important to me as a copywriter? Swipe. Lots and lots of swipe. A swipe file, right? Yeah. You know, different ad promotions that I've seen before. I've looked at sales letters. I've been to all kinds of different things. So that's what I did first was I went through all of my notes or every any section or anything that, that I needed as a copywriter. And then I imported all of those into my Obsidian, right? So wh why is that useful? Well, the useful part is now I have an accessible swipe file, right? I don't have to go rummage through it. I can literally type in there search a word and it goes right to directly in my swipe file where I need it. And I can see, oh, this is, this thing is related to that. I've written five other things that are kind of like this. Maybe I should look at those, you know? And so using it like a brain, like a, like a catalog, right? Yeah. And you tag things based on where they would be in your brain. So for me, it's swipe copy or like events or whatever, or I might be training. And so then I use those tags to then filter out my documents. Um, would you do one for like, like, like Broadscape? broad scope business would you have one for like 
lead generation and then go inside. Exactly. Yeah. So I might have lead generation and it might be, oh, Alex Harmozy's lead generation or uh, this person's lead generation. And here's the examples of ads that I've seen from these guys. Um, So, so I use it as a place for me to think. Yeah. You ever going to clear it out? Like eventually, cause you, you know, once it gets like jumbled so much in terms of like clutter, you're just gonna let the brain grow and always just have it there. That's the whole point is that you literally list everything out that you have going on and you use the graph to connect connect them all right like because as you tag them it'll automatically connect the things for you and so then you can look at the graph and you go okay cool for example you can be like uh you know your b2b incubator stuff like that say you've gone three months writing out notes and stuff like that and you're like well what was the what was the the results that people had in the b2b incubator well you, you go to your tag b2b incubator that's tagged with testimonials or results and then mm-hmm. you see everything that's in that in that category Okay. So you can just find all your, your yeah, stuff. In one place, instead wow. of having to rummage through your notes, type up on Google documents, go yeah. through your Google drive, go through your Dropbox, go through your iMessages, go through. Talking your- about you find it because of the hashtag or yeah. just like searching general. Okay. Well, well, so when most, and he's comparing that to how most people take notes, right? Most people yeah. take notes. It's in a note document on their phone or like Google docs or whatever. But you know, if you've been in business for as long as we have, how many Google docs you got? A lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to be able to figure out what you wrote three months ago in a Google Doc. You know what I mean? You have to click it open. You have to kind of read and figure it out. Whereas now you can search it. Like I can just search a term in my Obsidian and it'll pull up exactly what I was doing before. And you can link directly to the Google Docs. Exactly. So essentially with like the other business stuff, you're just using Obsidian just like you would kind of like Google Drive where like you just link to each document, have it all organized and like. Yeah, it's a personal CRM. Personal, yeah, but and so the main, the main thing is this is accessible all offline too. So it just lives on your computer, like it's all organized like that already. You can even work offline, and it will still reflect the same in, into these categories and stuff. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. If this works out for me in City, and you better you better sponsor us because that's. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, so so what 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 would the paid features be like? Obviously, they they got to they got to make money somehow, right? So like, what yeah. makes it what makes it badass? So I guess not not to go too much into Obsidian. If you guys are curious, like definitely go go in there and research it. But I do, non, want, I do want my to- non affiliate link that I don't have, please. There's <laughs> not. So the only thing you're paying for is to is to buy them cups of coffees to continue the project on, right? It's an open source software. Yeah. Right. So so just to loop this back into like actionable stuff for the event, right? So yeah. To not get too side tangent on Obsidian. Um, the, the, to loop it back into the event stuff. The, so the reason that is actionable is that instead of me having to go through and look through my notes and, and kind of figure out what, what was I thinking here? What was I thinking there? I literally just uploaded all, like every, all of my notes at one time into uh, obsidian or whatever. And then I create my action items based on that. Like once I upload it all in, um, I think that most people, the, the problem that they have whenever they attend events and take notes and try to transfer them into something actionable is the process of going through the notes to find the things that you want to action on. Yeah, for sure. What what if you're trying to access something, you know, three months or not even three months, two years ago from a previous event, right? After you just got this gold nugget, you're going to, you're going to have to go through all your Google documents or even worse, your iPhone notes section, right? Like, and just scroll endlessly scroll or find the conversation that you have with someone through your text messages Right. So it's saving you that time of having to go dig through all that stuff up, but it takes yeah. time to transfer all the notes that you already currently have into that program. So yeah. So notes, my notes is all jacked up on my phone because uh, they, in, they, they created a hashtag 
option on notes now where you can do the hashtags. So I use my notes for all my, um, my workouts, my workout history of like what I do. And then like, I'll hashtag it by like the month. And then like the, the styles, ever since I started ask, ask, adding the hashtags, it's been like screwing up the notes. Like it'll, it'll pull it all the way up and have to scroll all the way down. So like it, it cannot, they, they royally screwed that up by adding hashtags to the actual regular notes on iPhone. So that'd be an interesting thing. But so instead of using hypotheticals, let's just use tangible examples for those listening in. Right. So you guys, so you guys know you have, a, you have a hard deadline, right? Y'all's y'all's is going to be the first Thursday of July, right? That's like, that's like, so I, cause I feel like deadlines are very important. Right. So are y'all just like taking everything from your notes and saying, okay, that like all this has to be done. If we're going to be ready by him, like this is, this is go time. And then just setting up mini deadlines for all the up to then, or is it just like, let's just fucking like cram everything and make sure we meet the deadline. How are you guys kind of like conceptually breaking that down? So I think that there's two sides of it, meaning, so like, so the implementation side is important to think about in terms of the dynamics of the business, right? So me and him, we have an agency together, but also, but the, the primary purpose, of, at least of this event is to position for yourself, right? Yeah. Um, which is also important. So one, one thing that's going to be different that you might, might think is interesting is, is we're going to both personally brand. And, but where we come in the middle is going to be this new, the, the, our, our agency offer, if that makes sense. So we're both going to have our own offer, but we'll, we'll have a joint offer in the middle, which is the agency offer. Gotcha. So, so to answer your question, so we have individual projects that we need to accomplish on our own. And then we also have a joint project we'll have to accomplish tasks as well. Now, in terms of where the overlap is, that's where the thing on, on uh, in July comes into play, right? Yeah. Um, so, so for that specific event, we have, we, we, we exactly, we have certain things and assets that we have laid out already. And so, and so we're going to work on them in tandem, um, in between, and there's not necessarily a set order. It's, it's just that here's the list of items and, and you kind of, you, you kind of have to work on them together. Um, if that makes sense. So how do y'all feel like you'll, you'll manage your time to do that? Right. Cause like you got to prioritize your time for like your own individual offers. And then also like for like the joint, right. Cause then, you know, and how do you fall into like, Hey, you've been spending damn it fun. You've been doing all this stuff and working this, but now our joint one's suffering because you didn't do this, this, and this, right. Or damn it, Wally, like you're supposed to do this, 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 how do you guys, how do you guys find in kind of like, like how are y'all balancing that? Right. Cause I feel like a lot of people, they really suck at that. I know you guys are way more organized than most people. Like I know I would fuck that up. I'm not just not an organized person. So like what, what kind of tips do you guys have for that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I, I think it's just about like how you want to operate, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say that me, me and Fung, we're like, while we are business partners, we also operate as individuals as well. Like I've been selling my own coaching and offers for this whole time, you know, since plus also running the agency stuff. So um, I don't think there's anything different. I think it's just about like the dynamics of how you want the business to go. And the agreement, at least between us is, is that we're okay with that, right? We're okay mm -hmm. with personally selling services and also selling the joint offer in between. Um, and then, and I think that that is more about your agreement and how you want to do business and less about the actual like infrastructure, if that makes sense. Right. I agree. I, I can agree with that too, because it, it wasn't, it wasn't until last year, right. That I really started selling my own offers. Uh, I was really focused more on the joint project on what we could do, but then that came the realization of like, we're, we're an agency, but the, the product and services is always going to be the same. It's just going to be how we position it. Right. So then that kind of was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Um, because if we're, we're always going to be selling, you know, online marketing and helping people with lead gen, lead nurture, 
mm -hmm. and converting, right? As basic form, that's all it really consists of. You know what I mean? So we, we knew that we're like, okay, online marketing is always going to be here. And that's always going to, marketing advertising is always going to be the thing that we're going to sell together. Because if we do it together, it's great. Where we lacked on was like our own personal brand and coaching method of like how we do business, right? And it's just like, okay, cool. Some people really resonate with Wally. Some people really resonate with me, right? But not everyone's willing to pay the the double stacking, right? They, they don't want to, they may not just, and it'd be just like you, right? Like people may invest into viral growth media, but they really want to invest into Dylan Star. Right. This is those types of dynamics. And it's about like the conversation that you're willing to have with yourself, how you're wanting to deal with your business, how you want to grow, how you want to develop. Right. Because we, me and him both had agreed early on that we would love it to be, we can create our own things. Right. Whether, whatever that is, like we, we both need to be independent and not codependent on things that we're building. Right. Because sure. that's really where you as an individual can really shine and show your value. Because if you're always codependent on the other part, then reality is that you will always have to, you will always have to, you know, plus, plus on that side. But now that you have two separate things, they can either do one or the other and then get both things. It, it's an easier sell. For sure. And I'm happy you guys are doing that too anyways, right? Because I know like over the years, you could definitely tell the shift that you guys have gone through because y'all both... You, you know, in the past, we just wanted to be more like in the background, right? Now we don't want to be the face. We want to do the personal branding or we just want to help other people build stuff. We want to be in the background. And now you're kind of like finally both at the end of like, okay, we're both going to personally brand, both going to have our own offer. So you're ready to kind of make that next stage, which is, which is awesome. Right. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. You know, it'd be really cool if eventually they had it to where, uh, when shit turns like holograms, where you can kind of like Iron Man that shit to where like the brain's just like around you in your room and you can just go and like touch and pull and be like, hmm, what was that template I was supposed to do? Wait, hold on. What was the event? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah uh, exactly. Jarvis, Jarvis, pull up, pull up Joel Bauer event. Hmm, right. Right. Like, okay. What was that template? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. This is, this is what we need right here. <laughs> Dude, that's literally it. That's literally it. And then is coming. It could, like we could be doing, going to that with uh, the headsets and the Oculus and shit. You never know. hundred percent. I, I think it was, you know, for, I think it was important for me and him to be at the these events, right? Because, you know, as much as like, and not only that, we're family. We have a family project that we're building and those types of things. Or I think it, people get lost in the weeds as far as like building their on, online business or um, building their personal brand. They don't, they don't think that they can do it with other people. That's like, oh, it's just got to be me doing this, this, and this. It's like, you can build it together, use the same frameworks and same concepts, just change your own message, right? To your, to your thing. Yeah. Do you guys ever foresee even the stuff you guys do together to where it would be, okay, we're at, we're at this level, you know, Fung, you have these kind of roles and responsibilities while he's kind of focused on these. And then when an event comes up, it's going to turn into, Hey, it's really not necessary for us both to be at this one event, right? You go to this one because you're going to be learning these skills. I'm just going to go and focus on this one because this is my role. Instead of you guys like doing it together. Do you guys ever foresee that happening? Um, not really. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's an interesting question. Um, because we're this is me playing devil's advocate, right? Because it's just where yeah. my head's at, right? Because, you know, some people would argue, well, if you guys are doing this together, why do you guys both need to be there if y'all have different things in the business, right? So, or, or if y'all are going to be doing it together, 
regardless is completely fine. I'm just kind of curious where y'all's heads at with that, that dynamic, you know, as you guys grow, because you guys are going to grow. Of course. I, and I think it's for me and for me and Wally in particular, I can kind of say that it's because me and him are so communicative and open about what we're trying to accomplish and achieve, whether it's together or separate that we're, once we cross that stage, like we'll just have an honest discussion on like what's going to happen. Right. And, and it's about coming from a place of like, no, this is no maliciousness. This is no, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not here to steal your shit. Right. I'm just, I'm concerned about your own well-being and those types of things. And it's those align with your goals. Right. So that, I think that's a big part of it is not necessarily saying that it's a competition. This is like, well, how can I help you and grow to the level that you want to grow? And then how can you also help me grow to level ago and we work together in that sense, whether it's separate or together, right? So this whole thing of like, um, like, nah, you're gonna do it, you're this way, you're gonna do this way. Like, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's gonna be the case for us because we're just we're just so communicative and we're and we both hit each other with so much logic that we're like, oh, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So final, final thoughts and fi- oh, actually go ahead while I'm let you. Yeah, know. no, I, I was going to say, I think, I think it's important to, to remember that like, that like, I guess people are inherently selfish. Right. And I, I, I think when I say that, I mean that, I mean that like. Talking about you, Fung. Like, when, whenever people go into business yeah. together, whenever people go into business together, they're like, yeah, like we're in business together. You know, we got to focus on this thing together. This is us together, you know, forever, whatever. Like that's just not like life one. Um, two, and then the other side is that, is that generally speaking, what I've found is that when people dive in super heavy like that and they stick together like that hundred percent, there ends up being like a lot of resentment, um, on, on either side, right? Oh, one person isn't working as hard today. Oh, this person, you know what I mean? It's just that whole dynamic that, that right. occurs all the time. And so, and so like, I like to think of it as like, Hey, you know, I got my own shit that I want to do. And you got your own shit that you want to do together where we overlap is this thing in the middle and we can do this together. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it doesn't need to be competitive. It can be independent, right? There's hundreds and, you know, especially me working in a high volume social media sales environment. Like I know that there are customers and plenty of people available for everybody. You know what I mean? Um, if you're, if you're good enough in marketing and if you're good, if your offer is good and your positioning, like there's not going to be, an issue of finding customers, right? Like, you know, there's plenty of room in the world for, for all of us on this call to make multiple seven figures and there would still be customers for other people to sell to. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, sure. We have the right headspace, right? Cause I feel like a lot of people, it kind of just depends where they're at in character and identity. But I know the three of us here, we're always at the point where, you know, I mean, Wally's shit could take off and he can go make fucking a million dollars in less than a month. You know what I'm saying? And we would all just be like, you know, not necessarily envy and, and jealousy. It would be more like, yeah, we're fucking pumped for him, right? You know, and uh, and and going double down on it, right? But I, I think I think I guess I guess people that are more like early in their career, they're, they kind of don't have that headspace yet. It's kind of more of like, oh well, cool, your shit's taken off, but what about our shit, right? Like, you know, like, and oh, I got to go and double down on it, right? You know, this this happened with our good friend um, uh, Jake Tran. Right. You know, he, he started growing and shit on YouTube and stuff take, took off. And he's like, Hey guys, I, I got to step away from this, this, and this, I'm going to double down on this. We're like, go fucking do it. <laughs> and he did. And then boom, right. You know, he blew up off to the races. So that, 1. that's kind of good. million subscribers later, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 1.2 million. He's, he's so like, and he's still like fucking focused, like to a fault, right? Like he doesn't, if it has nothing to do when, when opportunities and stuff come to him, cause he means totally talks all the time. It's not related to YouTube. Like he's just, he, like, he's just tunes it out. 
Like he's just not receptive to anything that's not onto it. So he's just like in his lane all the way through, which is you know incredible. I mean, to have that level of focus is very difficult in today's day and age when it comes to shiny object syndrome and the fucking opportunities, right? So definitely commend him on that. But so final thoughts, right? So when it comes to events, so I'll leave everyone off with one last gold nugget uh, because this is this is something that com- that's a common occurrence with a lot of people. What do you guys think is a good ratio of doing it? And I'm gonna give you guys my opinion on it first. So I want to hear your thoughts of like of going to events, right? Because I know a lot of people say. Same thing with like courses and masterminds and shit like that, right? Like, you know, some people say like, go, go do it in once a quarter. I used to think this, like if you're doing it once a quarter, then you can go in like a three month sprint. So in y'all's case, right? We're going to go execute and everything we just learned in three months. And then let's go sign up for another event, right? I used to believe that if y'all still do, I'd love y'all's thoughts on it. But my thoughts now is definitely kind of shifted. I'm kind of at more of a point of where I really haven't been going to events because like, I want to kind of grow to a point where if, when I get stuck and it's something kind of y'all's case, right? This event was relevant to you guys doing events. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys are, are in the event space. Now you're hosting them. You want to grow them. You know that. So it, it made sense compared to just going to events for the fucking sake of doing it. Like everybody else does. Right. I'm now a firm believer when it comes to books and events where I kind of like stopped with just ordering a shit ton of books all the time and just reading for the sake of fucking reading and signing up for events for the sake of going events, because I only want to get what I need at that time at that level that I'm at. And then once I get it, then I'm just going to go and just off to the races until I feel like I'm fucking stuck again. Right. That, that's my take on it. But what's y'all's take on it for events and uh, you know, whether they're, they're beginners or they're at a certain stage in their business. So I think that, I think that people uh, live in a per- perpetual state of FOMO and it doesn't exist just in, in these specific kinds of events. It exists in all of it. Yeah. What I mean by that is that for some reason people think that, Oh shoot, like if I miss this one, you know, I'm going to miss that one little gold nugget that would have been the thing that took me to the next level. And so I definitely think it, it, it depends on your level of business. So I'll counter that by saying like, like I, uh, I attended a mastermind with Jason Capital and Kevin David was there, right? Got to eat dinner with Kevin David, hang out like and talk to him. And, and whenever he attends events nowadays, the reason that he attends is because he's like, look, I want one gold nugget. Maybe like if I get it, I'm lucky to get it. But he said that one gold nugget is worth, you know, at least two or $3 million to me on my bottom line per year. So I'm wor- you know, it's worth it to me to attend events, to go out outreach, to get that bottom line, if that makes sense. Yeah, he can like, take first, one thing and put it in his business and then, you know, fucking 20X fast because yeah. he already has such infrastructure. Okay, exactly. But, but for other people, like if you don't have that infrastructure available, especially if you don't have a core offer and your business isn't like running and stuff and doing well, then like, what, what are you attending the events for, right? Yeah. Like, and then it's more about what you want to get out of it. Right. So then it's more about the intention behind going to the event. If your business isn't like, like where you want it to be, it's like, okay, am I going there to network and get more clients and get more, you know, get more lead flow into my business? Okay. That's one intention. The other intention is the training side, right? Maybe I'm going to learn that one thing from this person that's going to help my shit go from not working to working, you know? Um, Or I get, and then the final third option is literally just like, the experience of it, right? Maybe, maybe I'm like stuck and I need that, like, I need that experience of other people who are killing it to know that, you know, it's possible for me to do these things, right? Um, I think that we're much out of that phase of that beginning level phase where we're kind of more in that phase now where, where we go to events for a purpose. And if it's, if there's no purpose behind it, then there's not really reason for us to go. Um, and, th- and that's where I sit today, right? Where I'm like, okay, I like going to events, but I'm only going to go if, if there's a reason I want to go. And then two, if I'm going to get something that's worth my time to, to get, to get there and go, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's a good point. If you have infrastructure and you're at that level 
and that, you know, one gold nugget can make all the difference. Right. But a lot of people, especially if they're listening here and you don't, you guys just don't have anything that you can go and execute on, like, and make a change real quick. It's different when you have like one, you know, maybe it's like an email marketing strategy. You're sitting on an email list of 50,000 fucking people and you're like, Oh, holy shit. I never, you know, I didn't know that I can go and do this in my past 30, 60, 90 day people. I'm gonna go execute on that. Have my team executed immediately. And then boom, cash, you know, capitalize. Right. It's just kind of knowing, knowing the level that you're at. Cool. And uh, Fung, do you have any thoughts on that as well? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, so I agree with everything Wally said, honestly, because uh, we, at the current stage of where we're at, right, the only reason why we would go to events is to find either a, a gold nugget that would really benefit us, or there's uh, I, probably one thing people really don't do is look at the panel of look at the people who are speaking right and do some research on them on are they doing the things that you want to do in life or do they have the skills that you're trying to accomplish trying to acquire right um you know those types of things and then look at how many people may show up to the event because then if you are if you are looking for a skill then you're going to show up ready to take notes and ready to do these things because you resonate with one of the speakers and they just got the tactics you know that you really like want um, or, you know, if you're, if you already got the skills and the tactics and you're lacking on the network, then you go and you're just like, okay, I need a network. I want to get as many contacts that I got. Let me, maybe do I need to make some business card? Let me fix my social media up a little bit before I go. Let me make sure this stuff at like a website, those types of things. Um, or, and the other aspect too, is like, maybe, maybe you don't necessarily need the training. Maybe you don't need the gold nugget, but you are also trying to lead an event. Right. And so you want to go to see how, like, how it's, how it's set up, how it's programmed. Are people having a good time? Are people even enjoying themselves? Are they getting the value they get that they're, that they're paying for those types of things. Right. Um, I know one of the things for, for us, one of the reasons why we run our free event is because we just want to help people. Right. Mm -hmm. We want to, we want people to be confident in the things that they're doing um, and not have to worry about like, because we know where, where where we were when we first started business, how to network and stuff like that. We weren't necessarily like looking for a network, but we wanted to be surrounded in that environment of like-minded individuals to do that hustle. And that that sometimes is all you need, right? It's that environmental exposure and going like, okay, yeah, I'm not in this alone. Look at all these other people trying to figure out the same thing. Like I can do this too. For sure. Yeah. And then you have, you have, copywriters like Wally here who are the ones that are giving you the fear of missing out when you don't want to go. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. You have FOMO, but then you have marketers and copywriters who are creating the FOMO to make sure that they go to the event. So it's kind of like having that balancing act of, of recognizing, okay, whoa, whoa, I got to stay focused. Got to stay focused. Don't, don't, don't let Wally suck me in with the copy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you can know if we're, if, if, if Wally is writing the, the copy or, you know, if any of us are writing a copy of like, it's probably an event you're going to want to attend because we're going to give you as much value as we can out of an event. And so that's, that's another part of it, right? Like over deliver. do the research. Like, reciprocation, hundred percent do over deliver, get as much value as possible. And then it'll hundred percent reciprocate. Right. So cool. So for those tuning in, let's just quick recap on events, right? Number one, you want to go ahead and know what your intention is going to be before going to the event right? That, that's very key. Okay. Am I there, am I there to network or am I there to learn? And then if I'm there to, to learn and network, right, what's my game plan going into the event? So I have intention of what I want to accomplish there. 
and how to, you know, how to structure my notes and everything ahead of time, instead of just going there and winging it. I really, I really love that. That is so uh, key too. I mean, yeah, just, yeah. just, that is like, literally that's the difference between somebody who gets something out of events and somebody who mm -hmm. doesn't is that literally the, the 30 seconds to two minutes before where you're like, all right, what do I want to get out of this? Yeah. Which we, you know, we, and, and for those that listen back to the episode, right. Even JC events, right. We knew that we wanted to get them on the podcast. Right. So we actually went in with like a freaking mission, right. Using us on stage. We went in with the actual intention. Right. And then the outcome, we got the outcome we wanted from the event. Right. Uh, like hundred percent, which is I'm going to say incredible. here, I'm going to say here too. I told Fung this already, but I'm trying to be friends with Joel Bauer. And so that's my, that's my mission yeah. going into I want to be, and that's the thing too. Joel even talks about like, he doesn't want to have students. He wants to have peers. Yeah. So trying to be Joel's peer, trying to hang out with him on a day. You, you have know. a game plan for that already? You already have a ninja? Work, working ninja? on it. Yeah. <laughs> you, better, you better start mapping that out with your little uh, brain thing. <laughs> just set up already, a complete yeah. brain for how to become peers with Joel Bauer and just have this intricate freaking system in place. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so going with intentions, um, and if your intention is there to actually learn, like be present, don't, don't be a, a shitty student like you were back in high school and, and, and middle school guys, like actually if someone's like, they're distracting you, like say, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Don't be like a buddy of ours. who just kicked back and just fell asleep. <laughs> just fucking passes out oh, in the middle yeah. of it. <laughs> God, I still have that photo too. That's, that's <laughs> he literally took his shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> just leans back and passes out. Yeah. That was funny shit. Uh, go there with intention, take really good notes. And then whenever you're done with the event, go back, review your notes and then actually execute, right? Take whatever you want to do. If anything, just try to go and break even from everything that you learned. And then, because otherwise it's pointless, right? You actually go there, be a good student, be good at executing, right? And, and kind of like a, a tidbit gold nugget, I'll, I'll leave with you guys that, that I use that helped me get, you know, an amazing mentor is how I got, you know, Sharon and how we got people like Jason and stuff on the podcast is I always like to, um, this is a huge gold nugget for you guys, right? I like to go back to the person. I like to go and execute to give value, right? So we talked a lot about getting value. So like, let's take, you know, Wally's example, hypothetically, right? If I, I don't know what level, if we were to say, what could Wally accomplish to give value to Joel Bauer, that's going to be worth it enough for him to perceive it value as value, right? And let's say at Joel Bauer's level, the only way to get attention is Wally has to go out and make a million in a year, right? I, I don't know. Maybe the number's higher, who cares? But if he were to actually go down, grind it, do all the tactics and stuff he learned from the event, which was free, by the way, free event, even if he didn't even pay for any of the upsells, right? And then go and actually execute. What do you think is going to go through Joel's mind when Wally sends him a testimonial video? Says, hey, six months ago, I attended your free event. You talked about this, this, and this. I want to I I show this to you. Check this out. I did the event. I did exactly how you said. I did this, and here was the result. We went and executed and went off and made $1.2 million. And I just wanted, if it's okay with you, I would like to actually go and can I, can I film you from the event? Can I give you a case study? I'd love to film you an, an amazing testimonial video. And then, and here's, here's the proof of funds. This was all you. Thank you so much. Right. Cause, cause a lot of people fall into the trap when it comes to events. It's like, how, what do you, what do you give somebody that's wealthy? Right. Well, you give them recognition you give them credibility. So that's what I did with Sharon, right? Sharon was the one person who gave uh, a, a tactic and I was sitting there looking at my notes and I'm like, I'm like, none of these fucking people can go execute on this. Like, I'm just going to go do exactly what he said. And then I gave him value. I, I gave him a testimonial. He was so grateful. Then I, and, you know, entered in his programs and then you know, got to teach in his mastermind. Now he's like my mentor. Now I'm in one of his masterminds, right? We become, you know, pretty, we develop that relationship by giving value first. So I think if you're going to go and do events, if you're not there to execute this, it's fucking pointless. But if you do execute and you give results, guys, just make it a habit 
just reach out to the person at the event. Literally. Tell them what happened. Like, hey, because, because in their mind, I, I know this from experience because I get frustrated with this and I know they do too. They're sitting there looking and they want to know who in their audience is going to actually like not get paralyzed and do what I fucking told them to because they're frustrated knowing that they're giving you all this value and no one fucking does anything with it. And it pisses them off. They, they, they want good students. They want people who execute, right? And if they know that's you and they're just like, holy shit, right? Next thing you know, he's going to be like, yeah, I want, I, want, I want to help Wally either make him a student or become a peer and stuff. So that, that's kind of a, a good, good knowledge boner moment to end on, guys, when it comes to that's how you give value to high achievers. It's so simple. Let's give them an amazing case study video. So cool. Awesome. Hope you guys saw a lot of value from today's episode. It was a lot of fun to talk about. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Knowledge Boner Experience. See you guys.